Welcome to the Chin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some excess baggage, so stay with us until the end. We've got some exciting news. (laughs) Yes, we do. (laughs) I feel like the Tin Lounge is reaching the peak of something. What's another word for peak? Would you call it an apex, perhaps? Yeah, an apex where celebrities go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So in... November, Karina and I will be going on the inaugural for the Celebrity Apex. I know there's so ecstatic. Yes, I know there's a lot of you who may be joining us. We are going on the sailing from November 2nd to the 4th. And we're going to be doing some fun stuff for the podcast while on board. We are super excited. And we welcome any of you to come by and say hello to us. For sure. Because we don't know what you look like. You probably know what we look like. So feel free to stop us and say hi. Just remember that it is open bar and take that into account. No judgment. Okay. No judging. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We can talk about the news, but we'll be, we'll be doing it actually in a lounge. (laughs) Perhaps with the hiccups. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we wanted to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trav Market Media. Head on over to travmarketmedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. It's not even excess baggage and I'm already tripping over my words. So this does not bode well. (laughs) Um, So the general trajectory of the industry is up. Yes. And we are, you know, obviously we encounter challenges here and there, but the general trajectory is up and it makes me so hopeful that we are going in the right direction. And, um, and as more and more countries open up to us and develop, I guess, standardized protocols, you know, all these things, people are figuring things out to make it possible for us to travel. And that is what gets me really excited. Um, so, this one article by Travel Age West. Uh, the title is, according to the UNWTO, which is the UN World Travel Organization, vaccinations and clear regulations will restart international travel. And yeah. we can absolutely see this happening already. Um, once cu- countries start getting vaccinated and they have a clear campaign and they have great protocols in place that everyone agrees with, we're seeing those countries open up with that in mind. Yes. But the latest UNWTO uh, World Tourism Barometer finds that 54 million tourists crossed international borders in July, the strongest result since April 2020, but down 67% from the same month in 2019. And a survey of UNWTO panel of experts is pessimistic about a strong rebound for the rest of 2021, with only 31% of respondents expecting better results for the remainder of the year. So this is because there, you know, like we're saying from our perspective here being in the industry, of course, that we are seeing that upward trajectory But the obstacle is 
we need more standardization. It's still too confusing. We need more uh, cohesiveness so mm -hmm. that because you have to be really determined to travel to Europe right now, right? You have to, right. you have to really just be willing to put up with some hoops in order to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are, and you've done it. I would do it like, uh, but in order for it to become more attractive to the masses, it needs to be easier to navigate. So we are going in a positive direction. We all know that. I think that some of these panel experts just feel a little pessimistic because I shouldn't speak on their behalf, I suppose, but I think it's just because they know how much more uh, positive things could be going if we had more regular, mm -hmm. just standards. And then well, also looking, more rates of vaccination. That's another thing they bring up. Yeah, but just looking at where we are now versus where we thought we would be now, I feel like it's been better than we had initially thought, you know, yeah. like in... So, so I, I think these, um, panelists might be trying to be realistic, mm -hmm. but it, we just need to wait and see what happens, uh, in terms, I mean, 2021, I can, I can see that, but I feel like just based on what I'm seeing from other advisors and just hearing from the industry, from clients and stuff like that, people are more willing. I think mentally they've already wrapped their mind around stuff like this. Whereas in the beginning, yep. people were just scared of it, but we have come to a point where people are mentally okay yep. with dealing with protocols if they really wanted to travel. They're willing and to do what to, it like, more standardized, Right. And speaking about more standardized methods, uh, I remember seeing on one of the Facebook boards, someone was headed to Egypt and they required the COVID results and or the vaccination cards to have some kind of QR code. But here in the US, they don't come with a QR code. So they were asking like, how do we work around this? Like, where can we get that QR code for Americans to travel to Egypt? Because that's what it states it needs. So I don't know, you know, what can we, what can we do to make it more standard? Yeah. Uh, and we've talked about this a bunch of times before. This article just kind of revisits that topic. One of the quotes says, the true restart of tourism and the benefits it brings remain on hold as inconsistent rules and regulations and uneven vaccination rates continue to affect confidence in travel. So I think kind of going back to what I was saying, there, yes, we're going in a positive trajectory, but it could be better we could be mm -hmm. opening things more quickly. This could all get back to normal more quickly if we can get a couple things in line. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some statistics in here, which we love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it says among the small group of countries that surpassed 2019 tourist arrivals was Mexico, which earned roughly the same tourism receipts in June, 2021 as in 2019, and in July achieved a 2% increase over 2019. Wow. Yep. And France and the U.S. saw a significant improvement in July, though tourism spending was still below 2019 levels by 35 and 49% respectively. 
the same panel of experts largely expects pent-up demand to drive the rebound in the second and third quarters of 2022. Yeah. And 53% of the experts expect September to December of 2021 to have worse international tourism figures than previously expected. I want to see the qualifications for these experts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, who are these experts? I want to know. I'm going to click on it and see who the experts on this panel are. But 53%, that means 47% expect it to have better or the same. Yeah. And we have September and December. We've read from many articles on this show in the last few weeks that mm-hmm. have much more positive outlook um, for the rest of this year. So we'll see if they're right or not. I do agree that consistency will be very mm-hmm. helpful. We'll just make yeah. people a lot more comfortable and we'll make our jobs right. so much easier. So, so. Please, please, please <laughs> make our jobs easier. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, so at the end of this article, it, Secretary General of UNWTO is quoted as saying, there's clearly a, clearly a strong demand for international tourism, and many destinations have started welcoming visitors back safely and responsibly. However, the true restart of tourism and the benefits it brings remain on hold as inconsistent rules and regulations and uneven vaccination rates continue to affect confidence in travel. And I hope you didn't already read that quote. That because... is the what the the end part of that is what I already read, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to hear it again. To reiterate. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And we hope that we can prove them wrong. <laughs> right. So basically what we're saying is TBD. Yeah. TBD. We'll see. TBD, but let's try to get some consistency so we can have yeah. easier lives in our clients can feel more confident. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the next article we've got is Travel Weekly, and it's called Online Giants Ramp Up Marketing Spend. As travel recovery continued in the summer, the online travel giants scrutinized their marketing investment to take advantage of and drive momentum in Q2 and beyond, which is exactly what we need to be doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, we have, I think they said mark in marketing, you have to be six months ahead. Yeah. And so you're thinking about what is going on six months from now. And if they're speaking about momentum in Q2 and beyond, that's kind of um, supporting the article we just shared in yep. that they're expecting the, the demand to really show itself in Q2 and Q3 of 2022. So these big giants are what we know, you know, Booking Holdings, Expedia Group, and Airbnb. And they're looking to what they re- who they already have as existing customer bases. And they want to put marketing dollars elsewhere to hopefully bring in new travelers. Yes. It says that Airbnb, which traditionally relies more on PR and word of mouth, is still seeing the results from its first marketing campaign in five years, which launched February this year. Uh, I think we're hearing a lot too in terms of, you know, obviously we are on a much smaller scale, but we can use these companies sort of as a guide because they mm-hmm. obviously invest a ton of money into figuring out what the trends are and all that stuff. And going back to what we were saying in the last article about consumer confidence, it's, mm-hmm. it's really up to us to help our clients feel confident to travel. It's up to us to be 
Mm -hmm. talking and you know people want to travel so this is not a time to be quiet and just wait and see if people come to you mm -hmm. if we're going to follow their example which i certainly think is a smart play we need yeah. to be out there and pushing the marketing and helping people feel confident and letting them know um that they can feel confident when they have the backing of someone like us right right you know prove yourself as a resource because they don't know what information is the right information. It, it, you know, I don't really care to talk on the phone with people. And I think you know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but there's something about being able to ask someone, like an actual person, mm -hmm. a question about a destination and get an answer for it and not having to sift through all the different news articles, all the different resources on Google. So at this time, I feel like it is really important to just put yourself out there as I know this stuff. I do this stuff every day. So when you're ready to start the planning, you know who to reach out to. And I feel like most of my marketing is going that direction right now. Um, it's just putting myself out there as I'm, an, I, I'm a resource for you. Authority building. Uh, yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. And I see this similar to, you know, how people tell you, like, if you want to know where to invest, look at where all the billionaires are investing mm -hmm. and then follow their, follow what they're doing. So in a similar way, we can see these really large online travel agencies ramping up their marketing, what they're targeting and what they're doing. And not to say that we can do the exact same thing, but at least, you know, what the big wigs are doing. Yeah, it's a smart it's a smart path to follow. It says here that booking holdings more than doubled its marketing spend in Q2 to $988 million, up from $461 million in Q1 2021. So they wow. are putting their money where their mouth is to make this happen. And uh, if they're doing it, I think we can be confident that it's probably a good move. <laughs> yeah, they're also... Um leveraging their campaigns similar to its quote unquote back to travel initiative, which launched in the U S in April and the UK in May offering travel credits for future stays. Um, and Expedia says aggressively pushed into marketing. So they're trying to quote unquote build the long-term goal. They have a long-term goal of building more brand recognition and pushing more into brand marketing. Yep. to create longer term relationships with customers. They want what we have is those long term relationships. With yeah, customers. I mean, I was thinking it. like we already have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, having people book through a website is not going to really do a whole lot to foster that long term relationship the way that we can. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, this one, one section is really interesting. It's um, the section is titled brand before keywords. This relates more to Airbnb. They say that there's quote unquote brand favorability when it comes to Airbnb. They did a campaign like you mentioned earlier, and it's made possible by hosts. And mm -hmm. that really helps their brand recognition and the, the way people view the service that they offer. Although right. I will argue that Airbnb doesn't really have a lot of the host. No. Uh, set up like they did when they first started. That was yeah. really, really cool and appealed to a lot of people. So um, I think they're trying to go back to that in terms of 
what people perceive them to be. Yep. And again, going back to consumer confidence, um, in a tumultuous time like this, sometimes that familiar brand, well-known brand does feel more comfortable. And it, mm-hmm. But it's funny because on the flip side, there's so many younger travelers looking for things that are not um, mainstream. So, mm-hmm. But I do think that it's smart of these companies to rely on that because the comfortability that people mm-hmm. are looking for that's very helpful there. So speaking about branding, I wanted to do a side note. I was listening to a podcast um, by Don Miller. It's called Business Made Simple. And I think I messaged this to you a couple days ago. Or was it yesterday? I can't remember. But in the episode, you know how we hear people talk about who's your avatar, who's your target client. Yep. Um, the term they used was soulmate client. Yep. And I absolutely love that because in thinking about branding, who's your soulmate client? Who is the client that you absolutely love? And when you speak to them, they listen, um, they value everything that you do. Uh, that's who I think about whenever I write up things for marketing. I'm like, I'm speaking to my soulmate client here and love that. You know, in in the same way of looking at your actual soulmate, it's like, who are they? What do they like to do? Where do they shop? You know, what are their pain points? And if you think about it that way, I feel like it becomes a lot easier for us to tailor our message to them. Yes. What are their pain points and what are their values when it comes to travel? Mm-hmm. So just like when we were talking, oh, that wasn't a podcast, but we were having a conversation about um, sustainability and ethical travel and all that stuff. Like if you mm-hmm. know that's your ideal client, that's something you could touch on. But I love that so much. That's, you know, the messaging that you are putting out there should have a direction. And as a lot of us are generalists, sometimes we're fearful to be too niche in our messaging, but there's no reason to fear that because it's just going to bring you more of the exact kind of business that you want. Mm mm-hmm. Yeah. And being a generalist, you can still talk about the pain points that everyone has. Mm-hmm. You know, right now, a big, a big pain point is where can I go? You know, what are the safeguards in place if I need to return home? Or, you know, what are the travel restrictions? Pain points, whether you sell cruises or FITs, they can be similar across the board. It's just how do you present the solution yep. to that particular soulmate client that you want to talk to authority building (laughs) trust (laughs) building (laughs) our last article is from travel age west and this one's a little bit fun um the title is here are the top holiday travel destinations for thanksgiving and christmas yeah and you know i love christmas i i love the holidays i just saw a facebook post today that i wanted to share with you and it was, um, what are your Halloween plans? And it was a picture of Melissa McCarthy. And it said, I don't know, might get drunk and put up my Christmas tree. <laughs> but it wouldn't <laughs> let me share it. So I couldn't send it to you. <laughs> well, I actually have thought about putting up my Christmas tree already. I have a new spot for it in my house this year. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing how it looks in that, in that corner. I have to say about Halloween. So I'm not, I'm only going to get a taste this year again because of COVID. All the events are pretty muted. Um, But 
Dia de Muertos is November 1st and the marigolds are already everywhere. We were just walking um, down the street and there were all these marigolds. Gorgeous. I I cannot wait. I am here to tell you. Christmas here is also (laughs) absolutely delightful. Last year it was a little uh, much less than what is normal, but we happen to be here at Christmas time in 2019 and it's, you have to come at Christmas. That's when you need to come because you will be, you die. (laughs) (laughs) I'm super excited to see what happens with all the marigolds and the. the, Yeah. I expect beautiful photos because I'm not there. So get some. Okay. Perfect. Um, So back to the article, uh, it states, well, the question that's asked is, um, you know, where are you going? Where are U.S. consumers going for the holidays? And they're going to the beaches and mountain towns. And when I first read that, I'm like, isn't that every year, though? Beaches and mountain towns? That's where most people go for the holidays? I think so. Well, (laughs) you know, actually, now that I say that, um, Thanksgiving and Christmas contrary to what the average consumer believes are extremely popular for cruising. I, every year I get somebody who's like, Hey, can you get me a deal for a Thanksgiving cruise? Cause in their mind, they think no one's traveling during the holiday. Mm-hmm. And I have to tell them the hol like especially Christmas, New Year's might be the peakiest of peak seasons for cruising like you, if you can get a cabin, it will not be at a reduced price. You will pay a mm-hmm. premium. So I will say cruises are pretty hot during Thanksgiving and Christmas. It gives the top destinations. It says yeah. uh, this year's top destinations favor longtime favorites while new destinations emerge. So um, sunny hot spots like Orlando, Cancun are still fan favorites. Um, Cancun is ranking highly for both Thanksgiving and Christmas. Number one for Thanksgiving and number two for Christmas. Meanwhile, Mexico's Riviera Maya, Puerto Carmen, and Tulum collectively hold the number three spot on both lists. Here are some surprising destinations that are trending. Estes Park, Colorado. Hmm. Chattanooga, Tennessee. And Cherokee, North Carolina. All right. Everybody's going for the cabin in the woods. Yes, sure looks like it. I I will say I have not, I don't have any of those on my list of places I'd like to go, but maybe I should take a look. There's a reason why people want to go there. I need to post this article. I was just laughing. We have a little private Facebook group. Teresa's actually in it. And I was like, oh boy, here come the, can you get me a deal on an (laughs) all-inclusive trip between Christmas and New Year's? And I always end up having to, same thing with the cruises, like, Honey, no, (laughs) no, double your budget. And you're still going to be in a three and a half star property. Like Mm -hmm. I hate to dash anyone's dreams, of course, but every time this time of year, you start to get those like, and it was for Cancun. That was the yeah. well. You put so. them down. You put them down gently, though. I do, like, it's but not I like should, a no. It's... I need to send in these statistics. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's what you're asking most, for. Yeah, the most expensive holiday travel dates include the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Thursday, December twenty third, and Tuesday, December twenty eighth. Um, in terms of hotel accommodations, prices will trend lower during Thanksgiving when compared mm-hmm. to the week of Christmas. Other destinations ranked as top contenders for Thanksgiving this year include Nashville, Oahu, Punta Cana, 
Charleston and Myrtle Beach, Salt Lake City, Puerto Vallarta, Indianapolis. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, Kansas City, Missouri, Palm Beach, Rapid City, South Dakota, and Sarasota. Uh, interesting, very interesting list. And this is even more interesting. Emerging destinations for Thanksgiving also includes St. Croix, Salt Lake City, Acapulco, Monte Verde, Costa Rica, Boulder, Fresno, the Yucatan region of Mexico. And for Christmas, oh, wait a second. For Christmas, these are the top emerging destinations. Gainesville, Florida? Uh, okay. Um, Allentown, Knoxville, Tennessee, Salt Lake City, Oregon Coast. Okay, I can see Oregon Coast. Uh, San Miguel de Allende. Yep. And Ocean City, Maryland. I'm not saying Emma Weissman, who wrote this article, is joshing us, but it sure sounds like some of these are very, very suspect. Gainesville? Well, listen. I lived in Gainesville for seven years because I went to college there and I ended up loving the town slash city and I stayed for seven years. It really is delightful. You have a lot of access to nature. The weather is much nicer than just two hours south. Uh, but a Christmas or a Thanksgiving hotspot, I don't know. Maybe it's because of all the students there and the parents are coming to see them. That's um, maybe that's interesting. But what's interesting for me to see on this list for Christmas time is the Oregon coast. Cause most people go there during the summer, like mm-hmm. summer, fall, maybe. And in the winter time, it's, you know, stereotypically rainy, cold, foggy, but it seems like people are okay with it. Or maybe it's not as rainy and foggy and cold as they would like us to believe it is. And, you know, I'm definitely agreeing with the San Miguel de Allende because I was just describing last week how it is such an interesting place that is not too far from home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your pictures look beautiful. It's fabulous. Well, should we run down some headlines? Oh, yeah. All right. It's time for Excess Baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Market Report, Carnival Cruise Line is adding more ships to its restart plans, this time for the first two months of 2022. They announced on Wednesday that Carnival Sunshine will restart out of Charleston on January 13th, and Carnival Liberty will do the same out of Port Canaveral on February 11th. Another one from them says that Wyndham Hotels and Resorts has announced a new partnership with Playa Hotels and Resorts that will see Wyndham launch a new all-inclusive resort brand, Wyndham Ultra. Ultra will open its first two properties in time for the holidays in December 2021 with the 458-room Wyndham Ultra Cancun and the 287-room Wyndham Ultra Playa del Carmen. Travel Weekly reports that Sunwing Travel Group's Blue Diamond Resorts announced full integration of its 20 properties into Marriott International's Autograph Collection and the Marriott Bonvoy Loyalty Program. Go check out the article for a list of resorts that are now a part of the Autograph Collection. Another headline from Travel Weekly says, Australia won't welcome foreign tourists until at least 2022. The country will instead prioritize the return of skilled migrants and students after it hits Prime Minister Scott Morrison's benchmark for reopening its external borders, the full vaccination of 80% of the population aged 16 and older. It's expected to reach that point Tuesday. 
And one last one from them says that the Scarlet Lady, Virgin Voyages first ship, embarked on its first passenger sailing from U.S. port on Wednesday. The ship left, left Miami on a five-day cruise. Travel Pulse reports that Jamaica will welcome additional cruise lines in November, Royal Caribbean International will resume cruise calls beginning in November, and Carnival will make more than 110 visits to Jamaica among several of its company brands between October 21 and April 22. Another Travel Pulse article says that the Travel Institute is reporting a large rise in the number of applicants to its agent training programs. The Institute has seen an increase of 36% year over year in applications for its trip kit introductory training program. Data shows that the new students are made up of teachers, nurses, and individuals in other travel-related occupations, and shows that careers as travel advisors remain popular despite fluctuating demand and changing norms in the industry. According to Insider Travel Report, Travel Insured International has launched a new cruise-specific travel protection product, Cruise Trip Protector. Along with pre-departure benefits like trip cancellation and optional cancel for any reason, this plan offers post-departure coverages like single supplement, missed tour, cruise connection, and trip delay. Cruise Trip Protector also includes additional benefits for recent requirements by some cruise providers for extra coverage related to accident and sickness medical expense and coverage for medical evacuations. And some good news from afar, the cost of TSA pre-check renewal just dropped as of October 1st. The cost to renew your TSA pre-check membership online is $70 down from $85. The lower price only applies to online renewals. And that's it for Excess Baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that if we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also, head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. See you all next week. Bye.